0: I feel a bit of a fraud because I'm going to get you to do most of the work this morning. Is that all right? I've come all this way just to tell you to open your Bible and turn to Mark 4, verse 1 to 9 and 26 to 29. There's a couple of parables there. And what I'd like you to do, and you can just do this on your tables, Um, it needs at least two of you you can involve the kids and the young people that would be great Um, I just want you to read it through read both of those parables through it really helps to do it a couple of times so like one of you read then the next one read that would be great and then I just want you to see what you think Jesus is saying and what you learn and that's it and then we're going to take some feedback from you guys So any takeaways from it, what's Jesus really saying, what do you learn, is there anything we should do, okay, is that enough for everyone, you know what to do, and I'm going to give you like 10 minutes max, okay, so just don't talk about it, just get straight on it and just do it, is that that okay, everyone good with that, everyone know what to do, sweet, off you go. Okay, here we go then. So uh, this is just a time now for everybody. And what we'd like you to do is perhaps from each group, somebody, but just feel free to chip in. Okay, which is this. So what are you seeing or learning from Jesus in his word? If let me say this, if it's not in the passage, It's from somewhere else in the Bible. It's something clever you know. Guess what? We don't care. We don't want to hear it. We want to know what Jesus is saying in this passage. Is that alright? They're our sort of ground rules. So anybody, off you go. Hope I didn't put you off there. Jesus says that in the story of growing seeds, Jesus says that um, uh, the the 26th, 29, Um, he says that uh, we don't actually know how, it's like method in his madness because we might not understand it because the farmer is described as someone who works day and night, sleeps through it, everything, but it still grows. We don't actually understand, but God knows. Wow. What's the farmer's role then? Plant and sow, seed, in the ground. Who does the rest? God does. God works to bring the seed to life. Great point. Anyone else? So there's a liberal scattering of seed, um, and there seems to be four different categories of responses, um, but we don't know what those responses are going to be. So our, our job is to liberally scatter the seed um, and we talked about whether we thought um, at different points in people's lives, um, they might be poorly, they might be a path or bad sore, and later on in life they might become good sore um, from what they've gone through in life and so on. And also as you approach older age, you might start to consider more seriously what will happen to you when you die. That's what we <laughs> it's it's a it's a great point but just to clarify does the passage talk about our age when we respond no i'm not saying no 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 i'm not saying it's not a good point just let's be clear that jesus isn't saying make sure you talk to all the old people yeah jesus is saying talk to everyone yeah this lady yeah, um, I just really wanted to continue on the first point there that um, we don't realise sometimes when we're talking to people that we are sowing seeds because the Holy Spirit uses our words often. And um, I've had instances, even this week, where i talked to people and just mentioned Jesus or just mentioned God and it's as if they've opened up. And so I just encourage you all, in your natural walk, wherever you are, just. Love people, and you'll find that you are sowing seeds. Do you know, almost everyone we meet, almost everyone we meet, is ready to have a conversation about Jesus. I could, we could go walk downstairs into the coffee shop, and within five minutes, we could be sitting down sharing the gospel with people, because people everywhere are ready. And they're ready to hear about Jesus. They might not actually want... And this is not that our church isn't amazing. But they might not actually be interested in your church. Like absolutely zero interested in your church. But we find people everywhere. They're ready to be prayed for. And they're ready to hear about Jesus. It's incredible. Okay, someone else. Yeah, I want my hand up the back somewhere. I'm going to pick on someone. Quick or two one for the Yeah, we're just reiterating really what everyone else was saying, really about the scattering of the seeds um, of you in know, our conversations, you know we don't often see those what's going on, but the passage is telling us just to keep scattering the seeds. That's, all, that's what we need to do. And, and Jane mentioned, you know, it's about also about building relationships and having the wisdom um, to talk. Okay, so the wisdom to know what's talk about. Then there's this lady here in just a moment. Okay, what's the seed in the passage? What's the seed? The word, the gospel. It's the word of God, the gospel. The proclaimed message of who? Jesus. It's not some nice thing. Oh, God bless you. Like I mean, that's that's nice, but that's not it, guys. It's the gospel. It's a clear message about Jesus. Yeah, that's the seed, and the seed changes lives. This lady, um, just uh, twenty six to twenty nine. Then you yeah. twenty eight when he talks about um, the earth bridges it's like, crops Cross was his first blade, then the wheat, then. It's almost like the farmer is going to check to actually see what's going on. It's so a form of discipleship. Oh, Ooh. did you hear that? Yeah. Do you hear what she just said? What did she just say? It's a, it's a form of discipleship. Did you know that going and speaking and proclaiming the word of God, the message of Jesus, is the start of discipleship? Did you know that? And that then the farmer just keeps going back. Just to see, oh, I shared the gospel with you last week how 's it going? What did you think about what I said? Could I pray for you again today? Is there anything you need that we could we could care for you with? The farmer just keeps going back, and what 's he looking for? Growth. Growth is God at work in this person? maybe it 's not quite maybe it 's your point. maybe it 's not quite time we 'll move on and find someone else. And we'll come back and see, maybe it's time now. Isn't that amazing? Okay, then there's this gentleman. The seed that fell on the path is the people that you listen to that you tell them to right. right. yeah. the yeah. fall yeah. yeah. their face. The seed that falls on the rocky ground is um, people get excited, but like a year's resolution, but it doesn't actually last. Uh, the seed that fell among the thorns is people that actually take it, um, but then things keep getting in the way so it doesn't actually it doesn't pay the doesn't pay commission. And then obviously, the seed that falls in good soil is the people that actually really listen and take it to heart and follow through and obviously become good disciples. Sweet. Natalie. Got me running here. Hang on. No. Just leading on from what Ian said, we noticed that apart from the seeds that the birds eat, it all grows. Oh. It all grows. Somebody gets saturated. people get burnt out. And actually, we thought that sometimes in life we can have good soil, sometimes in life we can feel like we're choked by dawn. But actually, the seeds still grow. Wow. Here's a question for us. This lady's got her hand up. Here's a question for us. What sort of soil do you and I want to be? We want to be soil that reproduces. Now, sometimes we're going to have the worries of life and the deceitfulness of wealth. Sometimes we're going to be shallow and flaky. And other times, do you know what? Something gets snatched away from us. But we're seeking the Lord to be good soil continually. This lady. The farmer was indiscriminate about the soil so he was sowing in. He just went out sowing the seat everywhere. So I think he just taught somebody, you know, lots of good soil on the outside? Okay, the farmer is indiscriminate in where he sows the seed. He's not looking, oh, I wonder if this man might listen to the gospel and become a full follower of Jesus. Oh, no, 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 he wears glasses, I don't like him. Oh, and he he looks a bit serious, I won't share with him. Oh, but she's nice, and she's a little bit older as well, she might listen. You know? You know how we pick and choose? Have you noticed that you and I do that? We pick and choose. We were at a door in our neighbourhood a little while back, my daughter and I, she comes out with me, we bang on this door, and this big tattooed man, towers above my daughter and she offers to pray for him and he's like, no thanks love and goes to slam the door and she sticks her head round the door and says well could I tell you a story about Jesus and he opens the door and he steps down the step and he looks at her and he's huge, even I was scared And, and he's like, oh yeah that'd be great and I was just blown away and do you know what she shared the gospel with him and he listened and he was like Do you know what? Thank you. That's amazing. Now, he didn't turn and believe on Jesus. But he heard the gospel. Wow! What's our role? Share the gospel. Indiscriminately. We're not looking for the perfect people that we think will respond. We're just looking to sow seed everywhere. So, just to finish off, just look at each other. Just ask this one question. Is there anything we should do as a result of this study? And I'm literally only going to give you two minutes. Okay, we'll call it in then. So just one final feedback. Does anyone want to share what you think we should do or what you're going to do? Anybody? Just nice and. We'll only take a few. So James just said that we just we the... A lot of seeds, hey, uh, Anna. And uh, Jane said that we, um, we scatter it. Combine harvest that. Uh, and just showing all the stuff that came out the back that they thought was rubbish and didn't, wouldn't grow. That's the stuff that's grown. Um, and I just thought that was really powerful. And I wanted to show that bit. Sweet. So we scatter the seed. We scatter the seed. Good job. Anyone else? People who haven't spoken as well, would be great. I think we need to pray Be Holy Spirit, led because I think if we're in change, with the Lord He'll the person that needs to hear it and be the right time. Right. Great. So we go, we scatter indiscriminately but we pray and fast that the Spirit will lead us and will work powerfully in the hearts of people. Pray regarding uh, the conversations we've had and those that we can follow up um, and be intentional about collecting details and really um, Making sure I'll follow up after and I'll give you a call. If not me, someone else. Good job, mate. Yeah, great. Here we go then. Let's just recap the story. Can you all see this? Sweet. Okay, so what's the story about? It's about a farmer. It's my farmer. okay and the farmer is a person a labourer if you like who here is a labourer <laughs> no I don't mean professionally <laughs> like in, in the kingdom who here genuinely who here has the heart to be a labourer in God's kingdom yeah God's calling us to labour. You know, being a church member, it's not enough. It won't count. Being a church member won't keep you going. It won't keep you in the right place. We have to be labourers in God's kingdom. And you know, this labourer, in the story, he enters a field, doesn't he? Yeah? Yeah? And what's happening in the field that he enters? He's sowing seeds. So it's a field that at the moment it's empty. There's nothing growing. Can you think of any streets, estates, neighbourhoods, people, or even other towns and villages around where there's nothing of the kingdom growing? Can you think of anywhere or anyone? Yeah, A neighbour, a friend, a family member. The next street, the next estate, the next town or village. And there's nothing of the kingdom growing. And then this lady just said, what does the farmer do when he finds an empty field? He He sows seed. And how much seed does he sow? Loads. Loads. (laughs) Like... Every corner of the field, as much as possible, indiscriminately, this lady said, everywhere in the field, even if it's rocky, or it's the pathway, and there's weeds, he doesn't know what's going to happen. He sows everywhere. Let me ask you this. If you sow a lot, what will you get? You will reap a lot. Who said that? Good job. If you sow a little, what will you get? A little. What do you want as a church for Sitting wood? A lot. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. What do you want for your family? A lot. A lot of believers. A lot of disciples. Do you want everyone in your family hearing the gospel and following Jesus? Do you want every house in your street to hear the gospel? Do you want people in your street to start following Jesus? What about your estate? Do you want a little or a lot? Okay, we've already asked about sitting born. Where's sitting born? Is Is it the Medway? It's the swale. What about the swale? Do you know how many people are in the swale? Do you? About 150,000. It's a lot of people. How much do you want? All of it. What what do you have to do to fill all of it? You're going to have to labour with heart for the work and you're going to have to proclaim the gospel a lot to everyone even the nasty people or those you think won't listen okay and then what happens with this farmer what does he do once he's sown the field he goes to bed, goes to bed. it's time to rest he sleeps and what happens Something grows new plants new growth can you see that and uh, somebody said that's discipleship. that's discipleship this is the start you share with somebody the gospel you invite them to follow Jesus and they say oh that's really interesting I've not heard that before I've certainly not heard it put in that way do you know, people everywhere we go, they say that. They say, well, I heard about Jesus at school, but it didn't really make sense. And then I went to this church, like, and that didn't make sense, even less so. Um, and then I sort of knew this Christian, but they weren't very nice or what, whatever. And then we share the gospel with them, and all the time they say, that's really interesting, that makes sense. Because we're talking their language, we're drawing this nice little picture, and it makes sense. And then they're like, that's really interesting. I'm like, okay, do you want to meet again? Talk about it. Do you know what? I wouldn't mind. Let's meet again. Can we come to your house? Yeah. Come and meet my wife and the kids. And boom, off we go. Now, he hasn't turned and followed Jesus yet. But what are we doing? Like, oh, nice, We're starting discipleship. We're starting to nurture the very early signs of something that might be growing. That God might just be at work in this man. And we're going to water it and encourage it and protect it. For all it's worth. In order to see new disciples raised up everywhere. And then what happens with this farmer? What does God turn that new growth into? A harvest. A full Fully grown, matured, ready, harvest. And what does the farmer do at harvest time? He pulls it in, doesn't he? Does it say in there? He takes his sickle and sh- he uh, he reaps a harvest and he gathers he gathers together the harvest. Some, 30? some sixty, some a hundred times the seed has grown and produced more like a lot yeah And what does the farmer do with seed in at the harvest time? what would you do if you just harvested a field? celebrate, celebrate. what would you do have a have a party cook some bread eat some food. Sell some grain, buy some wine. That's what I do. <laughs> buy, a, buy a decent crate of wine or something. Yeah, and have a great time. And maybe we'll live off this for a while. But what am I also thinking about? Planting more. Why do you want to plant more? more there is, more disciples. Yeah. She said it. Because the more seed there is, the more that gets planted, the more that grows, the more people get to follow Jesus. Yeah? More people get to follow Jesus. And so they sow this seed into the next season for multiplication. And we enter more new fields. And we sow the gospel generously next season in the next place, to the next family, or home, or street, or neighbourhood. And we do this all over again. And the Lord works to raise up disciples and churches everywhere. And before you know it, like, there's this church in Costa, and then there's Starbucks, and then there's Nero, and then there's somewhere else, and somewhere else... and then, honestly, this is too small, so they're meeting in my house, and your house, and their house, and that street, and that neighbourhood. And, uh, and all of a sudden, this multiplies everywhere. Because how far does God want his glory to go? All over the earth. Like, it starts here, and it goes everywhere. That is God's intention for you as a church for God's glory from here to go everywhere through people who simply obey him. And so, we say this. Could you learn to enter a new field? How do you get in front of people? Am I right, Tom? Got five minutes. Okay. How do you get in front of this guy say hello and have a conversation that isn't about the weather. Well, it's not just about the weather, you know? Or how are the kids? Or moaning about the heating and the price of fuel. And, oh, isn't it awful round here? Oh, we really should get another government or something. Because, of course, they'd know what to do, wouldn't they? <laughs> like, how do you enter the field and get in front of people to have what we say might be a spiritual conversation? We say this: We don't wait for spiritual conversations. Guess what we do? We start them. We create them. You know how we create a spiritual conversation? So I show you. Hello, mate. Nice to meet you. you? Great to see you today. And you. Do you know we were just wandering through the neighbourhood and saying hello to people, and uh, my friend of Gordon and I—we just wondered—is there anything we could pray for for you and your family? No, thank you. Okay, that's cool. Could I share a story with you about how I came near to God? I'm sorry, I don't have time right now. You don't have time? It would take like one or two minutes. I'm oh, sorry, I'm not running. Could we come back another day? Yeah, okay. Boom. But we're having a conversation that that is potentially spiritual. We're getting into yeah, you can pray for us. Like my man just died. My husband's just been diagnosed with cancer. Uh, my kid's just lost his job my lad can't get a job my daughter's having a baby tomorrow I'm really worried, all those things and we get to pray for people all the time so how do you enter the field and then, number two how do you share the gospel generously, everywhere you go because if you're starting spiritual conversations guess what very quickly you're going to be praying for lots of people and it only takes the next question Could I just share a story with you about how I came near to God? What's that story? It's maybe my testimony or it's the gospel. And I might use either of those things. But I know that I'm now going to share with this man about Jesus. And we have a way of doing it that we've practiced a thousand times. And everyone who works with us, do you know what they'll do at that moment? They'll share the gospel Like, they won't faff around and wonder what to do and not really, didn't know what to do. Like, they'll just share the gospel. That's what they'll do. And then, what does the Lord do as you share the gospel? He raises up. He starts to work in people's hearts, everywhere. And we call that discipleship. The Lord is working to draw people to himself. And we just have to learn, how do you return to these people? How do you keep encouraging the new growth that God is doing in their lives? How might you teach them a Bible story? And how to look at his Word? Could every time I meet them, I pray for any needs in their life? And very quickly, they'll start praying for you. Sat in my front room the other night with my mate Jared... Jared is 30 years old. He's from a life of crime, a life of addiction. He's been in prison. He's fallen off a roof and broken both his knees. Um, he's 30 years old. He's had more stuff happen to him in 30 years than I've had in 58 years. And he's wrecked. Do you know what? There are still days when he says to me, yeah, I'm not really sure, I'm not really sure about following Jesus today. Or else I think I might become a Muslim. I just like, I'll give up. Well, I sat with him in my front room the other night. And he says, I says, how's it been going? How have we got on following Jesus over the last few days? He says, well, he says, I've been praying so much and reading the Bible. I think, I think I must be giving God earache, he said to me. (laughs) I just laughed. Like, giving God earache. He's like, I've just been praying so much. Just incredible what God's doing in his life. So the Lord raised, and I'm just encouraging Jared. And uh, we studied Acts chapter 2 together. And uh, we studied what would it look like to be a healthy church. And do you know what, he got it. Unbelievable. And then number four, how do we gather people together? How do we teach them to gather together as a community of disciples and a group of disciples or a community of disciples in the New Testament is called a church how do we teach people to do that and then as a church could we become leaders or workers who know how to carry on this work. Do you know what I want in a church? I don't want attenders. I want disciples. I want labourers. I want workers. I don't mean labourers like to run the coffee programme as great, as great as that was today Holly. Fantastic. We all love coffee. Thank you. Um, you all want those things but like we're not recruiting people. To fill a spot in a church meeting. We're recruiting people for the kingdom of God. How do we go and enter new fields and share the gospel and make disciples and gather them together. So that God's glory might fill the earth. And there you go. That's, that's my little talk for this morning. So what I'd like you to do is uh, right if we just turn to each other and pray that the Lord would use us to take seed everywhere and that he would open a door for the gospel in this town that nobody could close, even we'll be shocked. So let's just turn and pray for each other, just two minutes and then back to Gordon. Thank you, everyone. Bless you. Brilliant. Thanks for us.